What's up, guys? Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thanks for downloading this week's radio show into uh, podcast form. Now, if you didn't yet, please do rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. I appreciate that. And if you email me a screenshot of your review, I will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. Just email me a screenshot, Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. That's M-U-N-D-O. And also, check out BetNow.eu, promo code HEARTLAND, for a 100% sign-up bonus. I'm using them for my Big 12 bets, which are improving, by the way. I hope you do as well. BetNow.eu, promo code HEARTLAND. We keep it rolling on Heartland College Sports Weekly. I'm Pete Mundo, and we now welcome into the show Pete Futek, publisher of collegefootballnews.com. They do great work over there, previews, season, game, everything you need to know at collegefootballnews.com. Well, Pete, let's obviously focus here on the Big 12. And the news this week, uh, Sean Robinson down for the season, done for the season with that shoulder injury. You know, based on what I saw last week, Michael Collins is possibly an upgrade at the quarterback for TCU. What do you make of what's going on right now in Fort Worth with Gary Patterson kind of having a down season here and now a starting quarterback's done for the year? Yeah, massive disappointment, obviously. I mean, this is the style and the way TCU is set up. It's sort of built to be uh, recession-proof where it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be have any really bad down years. And they're, they're going to go bowling. But after going to the Big 12 championship last year, obviously this is a, a down year for them. And, and Robinson just never quite got it going. I mean, the offense has been a dud, especially over the last month. Robinson was obviously a big recruit for the program who could have gone just about anywhere else and uh, was supposed to be the guy who was the perfect fit for, fit for Patterson's offense. And he still, he still might be. I mean, he's still got time left in his career to be great. But it just has not been a great run this year. And the defense has been all right, but uh, when you've got these historic, you know, offenses that they're going against, I mean, when you're go- you're dealing with, you know, Ohio State and Dwayne Haskins, when you're going against Oklahoma and Kyler Murray, I mean, these are, you know, obviously doing the greatest quarterbacks of all time, at least in terms of stats, and they're just not able to keep up with them or pretty much anybody else, even the Jet Duffies of the world at this point. <laughs> Pete, what about, you know, when you look at the Texas Tech Red Raiders, a good transition there. That's where I was going next. So the Texas Tech Red Raiders, 5-2. and two. I, I, To me, this has been the most surprising team in the Big 12 to date. I know we can say Texas may be undefeated still in conference play, but I'll tell you what, especially after that 20-point loss to Ole Miss in Week 1, I did not see a 5-1 and one stretch coming for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. What do you think Cliff Kingsbury has to do to keep his job? Oh, just keep doing that. I mean, he's got his job kept. I mean, if they just go bowling, I mean, obviously you guys know they love him. I mean, they, they don't, nobody wants to see Cliff Kingsbury get fired from there. They just want anything that shows that there's an uptick. And if he goes bowling, then he's fine. Not go bowling. Then that's a big problem. The defense has been good. It's still a little hazy whether or not the defense has been all that improved. Like you said, that Ole Miss game, you know, they came into the season with this veteran D that was supposed to finally give them something, and they got ripped to shreds. Yep. And so it didn't quite work out as planned. Is it the D or is the TCU offense and these offenses they're playing, you know, struggling a little bit? It's you know we'll see coming down the stretch here what they can do against the big boys on the slate. But they've been good. They've been fun. I mean, give King, Kingsbury credit. You lose Alan Bowman, you lose your 
you know, your star quarterback and you figure it out, you get the win over TCU on the road like that. And they've been able to just sort of find a way to keep this whole machine going. And, and like you said, I think they have to be the, the surprise teams. There's a whole lot of disappointments in the big 12, but they're definitely the surprise team so far. Pete Futak, collegefootballnews.com. Uh, all right, disappointments. Who's Who's been most disappointing to you so far, Pete? Uh, TCU's up there. Uh, Kansas State, I, I'm yep. sort of shocked by. I, I kind of was waiting for – they had enough experience returning to do what Kansas State does and at least fit their formula, which great defense, uh, running quarterback, control the clock, control the turnover margin – do everything right, and it just hasn't happened yet. I'm sort of surprised Oklahoma State isn't a whole lot better. The defense came brought back a whole lot of you know, good guys. Uh, obviously, when you lose talents like uh, they had with Mason Rudolph and James Washington, there's going to be a step, step back on offense, but Justice Hill is back, and they just are not consistent. They're just not playing all that well. I, I do, I'm really interested in seeing what happens uh, against Texas. I think that's week off to prepare. Texas had a little time off. Everyone's loving Texas right now. Mike Gundy's overdue to come up with a, uh, a big win this season. I, I, I'll be really curious to see what they come up with this week. Yeah, and that spread on that game opened up at like two points, which uh, in favor of Texas. That, that admittedly, uh, that surprised me, Pete. It tells me maybe yeah. Vegas knows something that I don't because I would have guessed that that spread would have been around a touchdown. At least, at the very least. Yeah. And that means, like you said, the investment public is is not quite, is sort of thinking the same way I am a little bit, at least early on in the week, and that the two weeks off, overdue, maybe there's something there. It's, it's, I, I think it's more about Texas being overdue to have a clunker mm-hmm. than maybe is about Oklahoma State. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the Texas Longhorns. You know, that clunker you could have argued was uh, before the bye week against Baylor. They get out of that one with a win without Sam Ellinger, who uh, injured his shoulder. So looks like he's back. But big picture, uh, are you buying Texas here, Pete? How can you not? I mean, at least to get to the Big 12 yeah. championship, it's this it's it's almost a year too early. I dogged Tom Herman and the Longhorns last year that last year was supposed to be the year uh, under Charlie Strong that everything was supposed to kick in when he boosted up the recruiting base, got his, his one recruiting cycle in, and they had the veterans. And really all they did was the difference between last year and the year before was they beat Kansas. So if last year was a disappointment, this year was supposed to be a little bit of a redo and a rebound. And instead, obviously, they've been fantastic with the win over uh, Oklahoma and ripping through everything after the uh, the Maryland loss. So now, let I don't think they're going to get through this unscathed. I don't think they're college football playoff bound. I do think they're going to lose to Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. And again, they could lose this week to Oklahoma State. They're doing it without a lot of star power. They're doing it without the the obvious guys on a national that people know on a national scale. But the difference has been that their lines have been a lot better. They're tackling a whole lot better, and they're being a whole lot more physical in that running game than they were in the past few years. Pete Futek, College Football News, is joining us. Always a great guest. Always good to uh, have him on for a few minutes here. So, Pete, let me dive into the Oklahoma Sooners then a little bit. They fire Mike Stoops. I think a lot of us uh, realized that had to be done. Frankly, should have been done sometime in the past 18 months. Uh, this team, is it, it feels like 2015 where they lose to Texas. I know that was a bad Texas team. This is a good Texas team. But everyone counted them out. 
But that year they get to the college football playoff without a Big 12 championship game. Now they have a Big 12 championship game that 13 data point that the committee at least wanted back in 2015 or 2014 apparently doesn't care about now anymore if you're Ohio State but that's a conversation for another day Uh, the Sooners are you buying them at this point as still a college football playoff contender oh absolutely I I still think they're in I I think they're gonna find their way and I I think Ohio State finds its way in too it just no way 12 and one you will if you get the if you get the 12 and one you win your power five conference championship you're gonna get in yeah I mean Ohio State doesn't control its own destiny necessarily because now with that loss to Purdue, uh, Oklahoma, it, the loss to Texas looks a whole lot better and more acceptable. So in, in, a, in a horrendous world for Ohio State, Clemson and Alabama win out, Notre Dame wins out, and Oklahoma wins out. And then it's going to have to be a fight for an argument for for Ohio State. But uh, we know how these things work. Things shake out. I don't think Notre Dame's going to finish undefeated. They've got four of their last five games away from home. Uh, So if Oklahoma wins out, I think they're in the college football playoff. That offense is too good. And again, especially if they avenge the loss to Texas, that was a good enough loss and a close enough loss where I don't think the college football playoff committee will be uh, too upset about that. Pete, uh, let's just go off the beaten path from the Big 12 for a second because you bring up Notre Dame. Is Notre Dame in a situation where it basically has to go 12-0 and to be considered for a college football playoff? And is that where we are now with that program because of the no Power 5 technically, no championship game and all that? Without question, it has to go 12-0. and 11-1 does not get it done. It, it's Especially, it depends if what else you got out there. 11-1 might get it done if, say, Michigan goes 12-1 and and wins the Big Ten championship. Then you have the argument, well, they beat Michigan at home. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty much, I, I want to I say guaranteed, but it'll be really, really tough. What we do know about the college football playoffs so far in the first four years is that, yes, it is about the four best teams. Yes, the committee is going to do what the committee is going to do, but they have yet to not put in a team uh, with 12 wins and a power five championship. So I don't think we're going to see that again. So again, I think as these things shake out, go 12 and one, win your power five conference championship, and you're going to get in. And that includes Washington state potentially too, because to have four teams that would go 12 and one with power five champ championship has never been done. It would just be historically weird. And you're just, it's just not going to happen. So uh, you're going to have to, I, I do think that you're going to get these, you know, everything's going to kind of shake itself out. And I do think uh, the Ohio States and Oklahoma's of the world are still alive because I, and Notre Dame, they could lose to Syracuse and Yankee stadium. They could lose, you know, Florida state at home. And certainly they could lose to USC at the end of the rainbow. Being joined by Pete, Pete, Pete Futak, College Football News. Uh, Pete, let me touch on the Mountaineers. We haven't talked about them yet. Of course, they go on the road. They lose in Ames to Iowa State last week, have a bye week. Um, actually, you know what, Pete, let me reset that. I can't ask you about the Mountaineers because this might air on some radio stations on Friday, so I don't want to get into the whole Baylor thing this week. So let me reset that, all right? Okay. All right, three, two, and one. Pete Futak, College Football News, is joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. I'm Pete Mundo. So let's look at this uh, at this entire conference now, Pete. Is it Iowa State? Is it a team like Texas Tech? I mean, who do you see that we're not really talking about? We talk about the big three in Texas, Oklahoma, West Virginia. Who do you see as potentially uh, upsetting the apple cart, so to speak, in the Big 12 Conference, if there is somebody out there? 
well, outside of if West Virginia, maybe if mm-hmm. uh, there's nobody else there. I mean, if it's if Oklahoma and Texas at this point, mm-hmm. I don't know who else could you know possibly rise up and. So you're you know, not buying Iowa State. Destiny. You're not buying Texas Tech as a as a legitimate crasher of the Big Twelve championship game. Nah, they could probably get in if everything breaks right. I don't think they could win it. I mean, Iowa State's such a funky team yeah. because it's there's just not a lot there when you're looking at it shouldn't work and it just is. They're just mm-hmm. they're getting amazing coaching. They're getting amazing defense, and you know the quarterback switch has been has been huge. And so now you know the Rock Purdy era has been interesting. So. Uh, it, they're just been fine. Texas Tech's been fine, but I will be stunned if it's not Texas Oklahoma. Those mm-hmm. those two are the are the rock stars of the bunch. And if you're the Big Twelve, it's kind of what you want. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's all kind of fun and games. But if you want to get a team into the college football playoff, you need eleven and one uh, Texas to play eleven and one Oklahoma in the Big Twelve championship because then you're pretty much guaranteed to get a team in. Yeah, it's it's true, Pete. Uh, with the two Kansas schools looking to 2019. Are either both or one of these coaches, David Beatty and Bill Snyder, back for for next season? I would be shocked if both are back. If one's back, it it would probably be Bill Snyder, who just said, I want to keep this going. Uh, But you look across the college football landscape, there aren't going to be a lot of massive job openings. Mm -hmm. You know, last year you had all those different uh, guys gone from the SEC and the Pac 12. You know, the you know, UCLA is open. Tennessee is open. You know, Texas A&M, you had a job change. You had Florida State open. You had these huge, huge openings. And outside of, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Things always get a little crazy. There's all these rumors that Urban Meyer is tired at Ohio State. I think the other big thing to watch out for in the Big 12 world, I think it's good. the Big 12 is going to be where the shakeup is going to be, where, is where I was going with this. It's, mm-hmm. You do have the two Kansas schools, which are going to be possibilities. Matt Campbell's going to probably get a big offer from Pitt. I, that he's got Pitt ties there. Pat Narduzzi isn't getting the job done. That would be sort of that next step up if that's a big enough job for a guy like Matt Campbell. Uh, well, that's my question. Is that, that is that? Uh, I don't want to stop you, but is that a big enough job? I mean, can they offer that type of dough? Can they offer five, six million at Pitt? Yeah, that's going to have to be. A, if you're Campbell, you're going to hold out for something really massive. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that that would be an interesting question. The bigger question overall for the conference is going to be Sean McVay. Everyone wants Sean McVay in the NFL. And who's the hot shot young guy with the hip offense? It is Lincoln Riley. And he is going to be able to break the bank for some NFL team who wants the next Sean McVay and wants the guy. And I, 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 I'm on a bunch of stations in uh, Cleveland, Columbus, do a bunch of radio hits there. They're all talking, why not? You know, he, you know, Hugh Jackson's not long for that world there. You bring in uh, Lincoln Riley to match up with Baker Mayfield. Cleveland Browns, let's go. Let's get this offense going. I would. My gut feeling is that out of all the coaching changes, Lincoln Riley's probably going to be the biggest one this offseason. Wow. Wow. That would be something. Pete Futek, College Football News, always brings it. And, uh, Pete, we can't thank you enough for a few minutes of your time. Well, a fun conversation there with Pete Futak. Appreciate his time. And please do, guys, check out betnow.eu, promo code Heartland, a 100% sign-up bonus. When you use that promo code, I put my Big 12 picks up every week. And also, 
rate, review, subscribe. I cannot thank you enough for doing that. We have grown this thing exponentially over the past few months because of you. And you can email me a screenshot of your review, Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I'll get that free koozie in the mail for you. I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon.